Hey, you guys, it's your sugar here. You know what time it is, 7.30 on a Wednesday night. It must be time for the sugar show where me, Natalie Sugar Brown, meet you like me. We get to sit down and talk about women's boxing. I am Natalie Sugar Brown. I am a woman boxer woman pugilist. I have been in the game for several years. I'm an old crone. And this is my platform to chat with you guys and give you an authentic perspective of what it is in women's boxing and what a woman boxer's life is like. Okay. And you know, uh, uh, I, I love when my misfits chime in, when you guys uh, come in and start chatting away. And you don't have to know about women's boxing to join the conversation. That's what I'm here for, right? And Sugar may not know everything, but she know what's up. I tell you that much, okay? So, um jumping into the conversation about tonight's topic okay tonight's topic is dope broads now um i don't know how long the episode is going to be and um depending on how long the chat is but you know i got some information that i want to share with you like to hear it here it go okay so in light of, I don't know if y'all are paying attention to this because you got, you kind of got to really like boxing to be paying attention to, you know, these, the, these names and stuff like that. Eddie Barrington. Hey, you. Talking about, we here. Okay, then. Who's we, though? We here, me and you? Yeah, we here. Our, my face is in the place, and I certainly am excited, Eddie, that you showing up. Um... And, um, you know, the, what a, what a, a great time to get this party started, Eddie. So tonight's topic is dope broads. Okay. And in light of the whole, like I said, you got to be in boxing to kind of, uh, be on certain, some of these stories. There was supposed to be a fight be between, um, Chris Eubank and uh, Junior and Connor Ben Junior. Okay, so these are two sons of former uh, world champion fighters um, based out of Europe. Okay, and uh, coincidentally, uh, with the exception of Connor, uh, you know Eubank uh, Junior, his father is Chris Eubank, uh, Chris Eubank, and Nigel Ben's son. Connor Ben, we're going to clash, except somebody's test came back dirty. So it sparked the, it, it, it sparked the flame or it, it sparked my interest in what the talk, what the real talk is uh, in women's boxing about this dope stuff. About this dope sh you know what I'm saying? Because guess what? Just like any other sport, the broads are doing it too. And 
ain't naming no names because sugar ain't no snitch. Okay. But it's a topic that needs to be talked about because it's real. And with the, with our industry growing, okay, just as the good is growing, so is the not so good. Okay. And, and we want to, we want to keep it real all the way real all the way tenge with you know all the people who take interest in what we do because you know that dope stuff ain't fair there there's a lot of uh athletes in general out there taking the easy way out using this dope stuff to enhance their performance and sometimes they get away with it and they'll win and sometimes they don't. But sugar's here because in women's boxing, they ain't checking the receipts, right? I don't want to call no names and I don't even want, I don't want to call names that have already been said. Why? Because I ain't a finger pointer, okay? Um, what I want is for my people, my misfits to chime in. You tell me it, um, who's the, you know, if, if you find uh, the names out there whose n names have come up synonymous with uh, PEDS, performance enhancement drugs, okay? I know it's really big down there in Mexico. I'm not even lying. And y'all know, you know, there's some, there's just some fighters that whose name ring synonymous side to side with. Uh, these these performance enhancement these steroids okay i had a a a, a friend who was a, a close uh not a close friend but a friend who was a box we boxed together and um she went to europe okay i'm not sure this name i mean this story may sound familiar but this, this happened a while ago okay um where she went over to Europe, Germany, um, specifically. And back in those times, you wouldn't go and go to Germany and beat nobody. You wouldn't go and go to Germany and win no fight. Okay. The, the system just had it. You're not going to go in that their territory and come out with that W. Okay. But what had happened was, um, my friend, because I'm going to call her, you know, she, she was a friend. She gave me rounds. Um, you know, we weren't diehard, but, you know, like she, she supported Sugar. She, she was there and she supported Sugar, gave Sugar rounds when she needed rounds to get ready for her fight and stuff like that. So, you know, I call that a friend because, boy, it's hard out here, especially for a woman boxer, especially with these punks out here who don't want to give rounds, who don't want to do no sparring, you know? So you, a lot of the time I had to spar with the men and males, you know, to get my rounds in because of my the, the women were not trying to do that, you know, give rounds and, and help each other out. But anyway, I digress. Homegirl went over to Ger Germany and she fought one of their darling, I, um, I believe it was Regina Helmich or something. Yeah. 
And did she not, not only did she win, she busted her uh, Regina up so bad and broke her nose. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going I'm to use my trusty. I am going to. I know I should have the name there, but you know, this, we, we got to talk about this. We, we want to talk about this. Um, right. I'm looking up. I'm, I'm like doing this in real time, looking it up. Uh, okay. All right. So. This uh my friend now, fellow boxer out of Georgia. Okay, she went and um fought. <laughs> oh, okay, so it wasn't Regina Helmick. Sorry, I'll take it back. Um, she went and fought silk wick. Uh, Wickenmeyer in in Germany, okay? And not only did she beat Silk Wickenmeyer, who was 15 wins, three losses, and four draws at the time, but she broke her nose and several ribs, okay? So she went over there with the guarantee that, listen, if, um, if I don't win this, I'm going to make sure homegirl leaves out of here in a body bag and people know that she's going, uh, that I was the winner anyway. Um, of course, before she left Germany and before, um, before you leave any fight directly after any and all fights, you have to give a sample. Okay. You have to give a urine sample just uh, immediately after for things for them to be clear on what your uh, situation or what you, you know, how clean you, you were when you were actually fighting. Okay. So in doing that, her test came back dirty. And so um, not only did she, um, not only did she, her test came back dirty, but um, they also tried to yeah, take her license away completely. I think they took her license com away completely from um, boxing in Europe. So it was really tough. I mean, that's a really severe and, and, and tough um severe and and tough consequence right because back in those times the money was made in europe especially germany whether you win or lose if you go went out there and you performed you you can make some good money out there okay so you know they they cut her water but i i share that story to say this you know um it doesn't it it doesn't um Women are not excluded from the whole steroid talk, especially women in boxing, okay? Because people are going to do what they got to do to win. And 
that's the easy way out. Boxing is really hard. Boxing is really hard. Okay. And I'm not telling you this because, you know, I'm trying to hype my sport up or anything. I'm saying that it's hard because the, the discipline of it. Okay. The discipline of waking up, doing the work, the grueling training. Okay. It never feels like you're having a good day. It really doesn't because you, the, 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 the type of training, what boxing training is, is you're trying to extend yourself past your breaking point every, every day, every day, every day. Okay. And so extending yourself past your breaking point is you, you gotta, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Okay, Michael or hey, Mike. Hey, Mike uh, chimes in and says, that's why you don't play boxing. I mean, if that ain't the gospel truth, if that ain't the gospel, right? You can't, you can't play boxing. People do play boxing, but you can't play boxing. Okay, uh, like I said, the life of a pugilist or boxer is there's, there's no easy day. There's really no easy day. You are extending yourself every day because what you're training for is that person that intends to break your will. Okay. And if your will, if you can break your own will, then you can't be sure about the other person, what they got coming. So you, every day, that's your insurance, your training, okay? You're, you're eating the way you eat, your discipline. That is your insurance that I got me when I'm in there. And it's just, it's just me because you can't count on the ref and you certainly can't count on your opponent right? It's just you and whatever you believe in, right? And you got to be sure that whatever you believe in is based on the work you put in. Okay. So a lot of fighters, you know, or a lot of people get in there and my, my, a lot of my, my coaches previously used to say, yep. When you walk up those steps into your corner, if you ain't been living right, okay? Meaning you ain't been running. You cut weight the wrong way, okay? You've been having bad fat. All of those things start coming back and compounding in your mind, okay? Um, Michael Orr says, the ones that play boxing get G-checked real quick, okay? Before you even, but before somebody check you, you checking yourself in the corner. Like I said, you know, you're, you're thinking, I mean, it's happened to me, right? You're thinking about, oh, that, those days I didn't run. Oh, you know, I stayed up, you know, oh, I, I, I didn't make, I wasn't eating, you know, things like that. All those things come to you in the corner and it'll make or break you for that fight. Okay. The best fight, because 
no fighter can say I had the perfect fight, right? But the most perfect or perfection is when you stand in the corner and you said, I did everything I could to be here. That's the best feeling, okay? That's the best feeling, right? I gave all that I had every day I could until I got here. So when you stand there and you looking at the other side, right? You know that if they beat you or whatever happened, that mofo earned it because I put, I put it all. Okay. And that's why it's, um, people used to tell, people used to ask me, why do boxers hug at the end? You know, why do they hug and shake hands at the end? They just finished beating the crap out of each other. Y'all don't get it, right? It's a higher understanding, right? It's not, I mean, some people think I'm going there. I've had, I've had um, matches where I go in there wanting to beat a bitch ass. Excuse me. Wanting to put my hand, wanting to put the beats on somebody. Excuse me. I'm going to have to pause. My apologies, you guys. Mm. I went and got parts. That thing tried to take me out. Okay. So, you know, I have had fights where I had beef and I'm looking at the other side of the ring and it's about me beating her ass. Okay. That's, that's what I want. And I've had fights where I've looked on the other side of the ring and I'm looking at this broad where I'm like, okay, let's see what you got because I know what I got, right? And at the end of the fight, it's who extend, it's, did she extend, did she make me extend myself? Am I a better fighter because of this fight? A better fighter meaning, did I learn something about myself in this in, in this encounter, in this matchup? Okay, did she, like, she, she was dotting my I's and crossing my T's. I had to be sharp. I had to go into myself and my, I had to go into my bag of tricks and come out and make new tricks to win this match. You gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta hug abroad, or you gotta hug another fighter for that because you came out better. You're a better fighter because of them, right? And so, I mean, I, I'm kind of diverting from the topic, but we won't get to that. You know, y'all know sugar shows are are, are, are pr- pretty long, but while we're talking about you know this, let's talk about it because this is just as a person as a person, right? That's why people say um, boxing 
is is therapy right because this is the part that 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 um line aligns with that concept of therapy boxing like i said you know it, it's every day you're extending yourself every day you're pushing yourself to the limit to to be more resilient to be stronger to be better right in in and grow it's a constant growth okay and growth is uncomfortable right there's no there's no if my mom used to tell me this when i was a little girl until growing up she said if you feel comfortable doing anything you're trying to do you ain't doing shit you got to feel uncomfortable because if you feel comfortable you're complacent you already know the answer dive deep go to that place where you got to find out right go to that place and ex and and extend on what you already have right and that's what growth is that's the therapy so i mean that mentality has helped me tremendously in and out of the ring michael or chimes in saying boxing is the best therapy there's no greater stress remover in the world than punching someone in the face mm. but my coach gant used to say this coach johnny gant used to say this uh just just as much as you want to relieve some stress punching somebody in the face just know somebody trying to punch you in the face there is relieve some stress so you might want to smarten up with this with, with how you relieve stress okay so i mean my stress relief as a fighter wasn't so much punching anyone right my stress relief was me being able to manifest all of my frustrations into the work into running hard into punching that bag hard into my push-ups into my pull-ups right me me translating all of that into you know just that that physical work where at the end of the night or at the end of the because i i trained four times a day at the end of each training session i was done right i had thought I, if it was a if it was um me watching tape right if it was me uh remembering strategy looking at the strategy board whether it's me conditioning whether it's me sparring whether it's me on technical work right i i push my brain i push my brain and my body to work together until i had no more right and so when the fight came around the fight was easy right and it it really took a special broad to make uh you know and and there have been to take me out of that comfort because i've made myself uncomfortable every day right and i was comfortable being uncomfortable um michael or said exactly thank you baby so i'm glad that we on the same page there you know what i'm saying
Um, you know, if you, it, as a fighter, it just, I always say this, you know, being a fighter is a lot deeper for men and for women, even for children who participate, for senior citizens who participate, because being a fighter, being a, a, a pugilist, a boxer is, I mean, it's not like MMA. I mean, I'm sure it's a martial art, you know, karate and jujitsu and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? But there's just something about boxing that changes a person. And it, it really changes a person for the better. It, it, it brings that humility because you realize that it's only you are the only thing you got. What you have is all you have to give, right? And so what you have to give depends on the work you put in, right? Can nobody put in work? You can't take the credit for nobody's work. You got to put the work in so you can get whatever it is that you want out of it. That's why it's so addictive. That's why. But then we have the cheaters, you know, the people who dope, right? And I want to break down what this dope does to an athlete, especially a boxer. My coach, coaches, used to say, you know, sugar, because I, I, I used to be really, um, I, I, I'm not even going to lie, I used to be concerned about broads who dope. Right, because you always feel like, oh my gosh, they're going to be much stronger. They're going to be raw, like they're going to be, you know, they dope turns them into superhumans. But at the end of the day, I mean, my my um, coaches used to say that dope either going to make you a bigger dope, right, or it's going to make you a stronger dope. Meaning this: in boxing, skills pay the bills. If you are skilled and, and and you can and you can really maneuver in there and you have your generalship and, and you know what's going on in there, okay, that dope now may make your opponent more um, have more endurance. Their punches may be harder, okay? They may be a bit more intense as far as the pace of how the fight goes. But if you have prepared still as a fighter, your knowledge, your skill set, your understanding of what you can do in there will always triumph. Okay, so I'm not going to say it doesn't make a difference. It does, right? But it don't take you out the fight. Now, with this doping situation, now they have, you know, there's a policing. There are, there are policing entities that do that, but you would have to be like a ranked fighter, a, a, a world ranked fighter for in order to be, be policed. And y'all know Sugar's always talking about these receipts and checks and balances. Okay. And I'm going to shine a light into the situation with us women because, uh, you know, no one checks our receipts. Okay. So, uh, women out here doing whatever the hell they want to do them and their teams. Okay. 
That's number one. Number two, I'm not even going to lie to you. The more money you make, the better drugs you can take. Okay, so a lot of these fighters and drugs, meaning we're not talking about drugs or whatever. Drugs can even be, mean, you know, just recovery supplements. You know, uh, dr drugs can mean anything that enhances your ability to perform. Performance enhancement drugs. So supplement, any of those things that, um, give you an edge over other fighters that are not, you know, that you don't inherently have genetically is a, is a performance enhancement drug. Now, some of these enhancing drugs, yes, performance enhancing drug. There it is, Michael. I said it right. Okay. So, um, about my father's business chimes in. Hey, you, what's going on? Hey, um, I'm in the building. Good to see you in the building about my father's business. We got Eddie Barrington and Michael Orr here in for the conversation. And we're talking about dope broads. We're talking about broads who dope or who are do doping. Now, I'm not going to call no names, but I'm, I'm talking about the effects of doping and dope in women's boxing because no one checks our receipts okay and the ones whose receipts actually do get checked are only the ones who are ranked okay and as i've explained before there's a lot of politics in being ranked but there are policing bodies you know so um one of the policing bodies is the voluntary uh, anti-doping agency. Okay. And that agency has partnered up with a lot of the other, um, with the other six, um, bodies that we talked about. Um, we're, we're specifically, I'm going to name the four big bodies. So what, it, what is it? You guys, WBA, IBO, uh, W, uh, B, F and WBC, you guys, I mean, check, check my balance now. Let me know. Right. So those are, um, you know, the big bodies and, um, they work with the voluntary anti-doping agency. And with that, you know, we're not talking about amateurs. We, we talk about pros, um, is where the fighter voluntarily signs up in a registry to be tested randomly um, for performance enhancing drugs, okay? And this can, I mean, this is a monthly thing, okay? So eat every month, every month, it's a lotto, lottery. Every, every month, your ticket just might be drawn, okay? So you gotta, you gotta act right. Okay. Some of them though, you know, th there's a science to this doping thing. You know, there is a science. So, and, and the, the thing about the science of it is that's what a boxing team is. You know, when you get to pros, your team consists of all the individuals that is going to help you, um, 
get an edge or, or help you be straight in, in your journey uh, to become and, and maintain being a champion. So you may have a doctor, okay? You may have a nutrition. You may have somebody on your team who know about this dope shit, okay? And they know how to incorporate it into your um, training. You know, they know when there's a loading period, you know, and then they know when there's a period that you're off of it. And, you know, they know that stuff. Okay. With the men, that's why so much money, big money is in this because, yeah, the dope dealers are getting paid too. Right. It's, it's, it's a fantastic industry because there's so many layers to the onion. All right. There's a, um, it, it, it's not fair, but it is fair in a sense, you know, um, you just got to know how to play the game. Okay. So I'm not calling no names, but some of your favorite fighters have been on that dope or is on that dope. Okay. So, um, we have the Voluntary Anti-Doping Agency, who is one of the policing, the, one of the main policing authorities, right? Each fighter who is ranked is, is uh, registered. They get checked monthly, okay? Um, now, there's a program called the Clean Boxing Program, which I, I'm making a um, chatting about. And this program is... Um, this this program is a part of the WBC sanctioning body program, okay? Where um, all all the members under the WBC umbrella, all of the all of the fighters who are ranked and registered, um, they get um, they get uh, drawn, okay? So they get chosen. They have to give samples because the um, the we'll call it the VADA, uh, the Voluntary Doping Agency, coordinates times with them to pop up on somebody's ass for a sample, right? So somebody could be, I mean, you could be at home, you could be somewhere, like they know where to find you, okay? And they are going to roll up on you and they're going to ask you for that pee-pee. And you're going to have to go with them and give them that pee. Okay? And from what I understand, you get two, you get two tries. So you give a sample A and then you give a sample B. Okay? And you're hoping, I mean, these are at these are within the same window, within a reasonable window of time right but you have enough time to um redeem yourself if i mean we we should call it that way with a b sample okay now if a sample comes out dirty okay or tainted then there's a procedure that in in includes an investigation of everything relevant to that case okay i am gonna bring in I, i'm gonna bring in um virginia fudges um fucks or fudges whatever her name is 
Um, sorry to say, y'all know Sugar's Bad with Names because that one was a, a pretty popular uh, story. You know, that was, that one was pretty, um, that, the, the understanding of what her situation is has been pretty plain out there, okay? So her test came back dirty. This was for her, you know, in in as an amateur in the Olympic realm. And she said, okay, that she, her, her test or samples were tainted because she got, um, she somehow ingested uh, performance enhancement, enhancing drugs through, um, from her boyfriend through sex, okay? So whatever she ingested <laughs> had that dope in it, which I mean, that's a slick way to get out of it. Right. But I really, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have, I, I don't think she should have gotten the, okay, that's okay, sweetie. I, I don't think, you know, she should have gotten that pardon. Okay. Because you know, your man taking dope. That's your man. And that's, this is how it usually runs. If the man, if, if, if you got a friend who dope, most likely your friend, friend, friends, friends is all doping. Okay. That's how that works. Okay. So I told the story earlier about my, the old friend of mine who she ended up going to Germany and she she um damn near killed that girl in germany and they they tested her before she left german ground and her stuff came back dirty okay so on the way back you know because there's an investigation her boyfriend and all everybody who was around her were and was investigated on okay and it turns out <coughs> Her boyfriend, you know, was into that dope stuff, right? So that situation there about my father's business says, wow, about my father's business says, wow. Yeah, wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, it could be, can it be the other round? How would y'all feel? I'm asking everybody who's, you know, in on the conversation, could um, any of our champions now, male champions now say, oh, my test came back dirty because I was having sex with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I ingested tainted fluids that would bring back, um, that would make my tests or my samples dirty. Is Would, would that be a, uh, an appropriate excuse for uh, your test coming up dirty? I mean, y'all tell me out here, right? So that's why I said in women's boxing, receipts aren't really checked, right? Because I mean, any, any of our guys, it's gotta be, you know, one hand gotta wash the next. You know, um, one of the guys say, oh, my boyfriend, I, I ingested through sex with him or through sex with my girlfriend, I ingested peds and, oh, I'm sorry, my, my stuff, I'm, 
Well, if you're ingesting it, you you getting the benefits of it, okay? Um, then maybe may, maybe you doing it often enough where you, you can tag team it. All right, baby, you you taking your pet because we gonna go to the bedroom so you can administer whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying not to go there, but it's a conversation, right? So we, you know, we're coming back to um, this, this, you know, this, this pet talk, and uh, we're we're talking about it because, like I said, uh, women in women's boxing, the receipts aren't um, aren't checked, okay, and um, you know, what I want to go through is, you know the things that are considered because these all the bodies know they know what's going on out here they know what's going on out here okay about my father's business comes in and says maybe if they can find out if it came second hand and so yes about my father's business that's what they're saying it came second hand uh, for example Virginia Futch right she said she ingested the dope secondhand through sexual activity with her boyfriend who was actually taking performance enhancement drugs. So she's saying, oh, it's not my fault. I got it secondhand. But if that's your boyfriend, baby, you know them, you know them tablets or whatever he taking ain't Flintstone vitamins. You know that. Right? So, you know, what you do is you do better. You be wise. I ain't fooling with you. Not tonight, baby. You don't get <laughs> sorry. Y'all always, y'all always. You always make me go there, okay? But you know, no sloppy toppy tonight, baby. I, I got the Olympics they testing me for. No happy ending. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to be wise, right? I'm a woman out here. I'm a female athlete. I've been that, right? Those are the things that I've considered as well. Right. So in checking these receipts, you can't be, you know, that, that when they when they find an item on your damn receipt that shouldn't be there, your ass need to be suspended and disqualified. That's all I got to say. OK, um, Tony's reviews came and said, it's all BS. You're not getting failed tests off of sexual things. You're not popping hot from steaks. And I don't believe in accidental, accidental PEDs, performing enhancement drugs. Uh, when you start performing better than you ever, than you ever have. Okay. Um, Tony's reviews also says, know something is going on. It's all BS and lies being hidden by money and agendas. Disclaimer, these are my opinions. Tony? I appreciate your opinions. That's why we all come together at, you know, at this time on a Wednesday on the sugar show. Okay. I, I that, That's what I'm saying too. I agree. You know, it's all bullshit. 
right? It's all jive, okay? If indeed your test come back dirty because you ingested some special sauce from your partner, you know what I'm saying? You in trouble. You're still in trouble, okay? Like, there's no excuse, okay? We're not going to hide it, and we're not going to say, oh, it's his fault, because you're still getting the you you're, st you're still dirty, so you're still getting the benefits of it. That's where I that's that that's where I'm at with it with it too, you guys in this conversation. Okay? And it's all political. Right? Because people can happen to not test at certain times, not drop by and take samples. All of these things can be manipulated, right? The thing about women's boxing and the reason why it's gotten so popular now is because no one is checking our receipts, which they should, right? Because what we want, we want equal pay. We want all of these things that, you know, go with the growth of our industry. But the only thing that's growing in our industry is the unethical practices that these broads are getting away with them and their teams, right? You got roaches and rats coming in here, dirtying the place up, stinking down the place, right? When there's great potential for this industry, this thing to make good money, right? It ain't going to be clean because really ain't nothing clean in boxing. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and say a fight is ever fair right? Sugar has tried to be as fair as she can when she had the upper hand and when she's fighting people. But guess what? Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you, you got to push, you got to push that rule. But pushing the rule doesn't mean that you're on drugs now. You doping, right? Now you're cheating, okay? Um, Tony's Reviews comes in and says, by the way, my degree is in biomed. And I deal with drugs on the daily. All right, boo-boo. Um, I'm glad that you were able to, to get um, such a, you know, a profound degree, bio, biomed. That's biology and, you know, you're getting into, med you know, medication and all of that stuff. And, and, and you should know Tony's refu Reviews Pharmaceuticals rules the world. Right. They trying to have everybody on something nowadays, which I don't think is right. I don't think that's ethical either, but it is what it is. You know, I don't judge anyone. But what I do have the judgment on is, you know, if if we're signing up, if you're signing up for something and there's a standard of. You know what's allowed and what's not allowed. Stay within the standard. You know, follow the rules. Follow the rules, right? If you bend the rules and, you, and you're smart within doing it, fine. But to outright cheat? Nah, man. You know, you, you're taking, you're taking uh, sport. You're, you're, you're taking away it away from being sport and you're taking it away from um, 
you know, what, what it is, meaning two entities, two people, right, who have the same will. If now you're manipulating it for it to, you know, for you're cheating, this other person's working hard, they're doing, you know, doing everything organically, and you're cheating, the whole match is unethical. We're paying you or we're paying it, it, it the, the entertainment now is to watch a cheating person. No, it, it shouldn't work that way. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's, um, some points now that are considered with this clean boxing program. Okay. So, uh, the agency, the, uh, Voluntary Anti-Doping Agency, along with the Clean Boxing Program, says we believe in the innocence of the athlete until the result of the protocol proves otherwise. Okay? So they're saying, yeah, yeah, we believe you. Oh, you're absolutely, what? It's dirty and you don't know how your test came back dirty? Oh, well, innocent until proven guilty. Okay? Uh, they also say each case is completely independent of any other case. Each one has specifics and cannot be compared to another situation, which, I mean, it kind of dispels what I just said, okay? Um, it, you know, if, if your boyfriend doping, then you doping, right? They're not coming. They're not kicking in the door with that, okay? They're saying, listen, okay, if you know, uh, Jane Doe and Joe Blow on your team happens to be doping and they from your same camp, we're not going to assume that you're doping, okay? We're going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and deal with it on a case-by-case -case scenario and situation, okay? Which is fair. Um, Tony's reviews. I'm gonna I'm pull. I'm gonna pull a card out of your stack with this one. How do you feel, right, about um, saying that um, I don't believe in accidental performance enhancement drugs um, when you start performing better than you ever have? Are you saying in that situation where you're saying you as an athlete are saying? say, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete and all of a sudden I can, you know, I, I feel stronger. I'm going harder in my rounds. I can do more work. I can recover faster. Right. Are you saying that, <coughs> excuse me, are you saying that you don't, you as a, a, a an athlete should be in tuned in knowing that this ain't me. Excuse me, you guys. I'm gonna have to <coughs> take another break. Excuse me. Sorry about that, y'all. 
Sugar need to wet her palate. I promise you, it's just water. <laughs> um, where were we? Yes. So, um, you know, um, th this accidental. You know, I didn't know what it was in my shake, or you know, it was a like a lot, of, which is what a lot of athletes saying. Tony's reviews. Are you saying that as an athlete, you should know that you feel different, you're performing different, so you must be on something? Is that what you're saying regarding that accidental um, PE um, PED statement that you made? Michael Orr comes in saying accidentally doping is like hitting that blunt and not inhaling. <laughs> Mike, what you talking about? <laughs> you talking about when they pass that thing to you and you put it to your lip and then you, you talking about that? You talking about it's an accident when they pass that thing to you and then you bring, and you, you, you talking about that, Mike? <laughs> right, you, right? <laughs> Let me stop. How do I, I don't even know. Listen, y'all going to get me put off the internet. Okay. I'm not advocating for any of this. I, I, it's not bad. It's not good. It is what it is though. Okay. Meaning that if you like, if, if you know what it is, you, and you're going through the motions for it to get to where it's gotten in your system, ain't no accident. There's no accident. Now I'll say this, right? Because uh, one of my one of my trainers, one of my coaches, the great Jerome Coffee, got me hip to this um, when I first turned pro. Uh, he was very he very insightful on a lot of things. I learned what I learned from Jerome Coffee was that shit ain't sweet in the pros, and I'm and I'm so I am grateful. For, for that insight, for that education and perspective, because I've seen a lot of, you know, I, I've seen a lot of lames and cornballs fall, fall to the way, wayside because they wasn't hip, right? I guess they wasn't paying attention, but I'm thankful for th that, that, that knowledge, that street game that uh, Jerome Coffee, um, passed down to me, which was, he said, sugar, Natalie, don't, when you go to weigh-ins or when, as soon as you get off the plane, you don't take no drinks from nobody. That's un, that the seal is not opened. You don't leave your drink and go back and pick nothing up. You don't eat nothing that you didn't take with you. You don't you don't assume that anybody's giving you anything clean. Just know that everything that everybody offers to you is dirty. And he was right. That's what you have to. I mean, that's what you have to think about. You know, you're walking into a lion's den as a fighter. And you have to know not everybody around you is on your team. Sometimes you have a mole on your team. 
right? So if you don't know where that thing came from, don't don't put it in your in your body. If you can't be 100% on, on where that thing been, <laughs> don't put your mouth on it. <laughs> if you know what I mean, right? So um Michael Orr says, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Let the church say, right? Spit my, my bars, right? Yes. You cannot be in this game as a boxer, man or woman, and, and think that, you know, you going you going to slide through clean or or it's fair it's not if they don't if they are not directly in front of you if you don't see them day to day and and sometimes they are there day to day with you but you assume they work for the other team right it it's you can be set up and you don't even know you're being set up because they they're they're four to five steps ahead of you. So this game, yeah, I'm not trying to scare anybody because I love I I, I love boxing, right? The industry needs to be cleaned up on the male side, on the women's side. I, I'm, we're talking about women's boxing. The women, women's boxing has gotten dirtier. And I don't see where the clean is balancing the dirt. It's getting more dirty than clean, where women are in the position and situation where they're going to lose their lives or get hurt really bad. Okay. And, um, you know, the two minute rounds has saved us from, from a lot of severe outcomes because, you know, two minutes is, is just a sprint. You're not really two minutes and then the most they're going is 10 rounds. Mm, you're scratching the surface. It's, you're doing enough. You're doing enough, I guess, to th for people to think you're doing something. But when we get to three minute rounds, Right, because women, we used to box three-minute rounds. I, I, I boxed. I used to box three-minute rounds when I first started boxing. Right, it's a different. It's it's a different animal. It's a different animal. You talking about you sitting here, um, Clarissa Shields talking about she the Guat greatest woman um, of all time, or they talking about Katie Taylor is the greatest female boxer of all time. Bullshit, bitch, please. We had women fighting 15 rounders, three minutes in women's boxing. How do you think these women would fare in those fights with those women, right? Those women have done it. These new broads have yet to do anything like that, right? So, I mean, people are talking, I've had the, the debate, we're talking about, oh, these girls are more skilled and their technique, bullshit, a fight is a fight. No one's looking at skill or whatever. 
A fight is a fight. Unless you've been in there to know and understand what a fight means and what it is, right? Because a, a sloppy windmill in that, look, look at look at your girl. She brought the windmill mill style and became world champion and, and, and beat a polished, high level, highly accomplished, highly background accomplished amateur boxer, right? Cecilia Brackis was a world silver medalist, I think. Jessica McCaskill is just a windmilling ass broad off the street, right? She may have had a couple amateur fights, but she's no, no close to the pedigree of Brackus or even myself, right? She beat both of us. There's shenanigans. I know that there were shenanigans with mine. I'm not sure. There might've been shenanigans with Cecilia because when Cecilia, when that fight, when they stepped in the ring for that fight and I saw how small that ring was, I knew that it was not Cecilia's fight, right? Because Cecilia Brancus was, you know, she was the queen of the track of running around that ring and that ring had to be big for, at, for her ass to find hiding spots and spots in there to fight your ass. When I saw that small ring, I said, hmm, all right, let's see how she fares with, with this one. And certainly enough, you know. Anyway, we're going to go down. Um, Michael Orr says, like for real, you ain't sharing. Oh, you, you ain't sharing the blunt with a person with herpes on the lips. Ooh, that don't sound good, Mike. Now you talk. Mike, you a stoner. <laughs> Mike, listen. I ain't sharing, uh, like, I, I'm not going, I'm not sharing the water bottle with you if you got, if I seen bumps or if, if I see stuff going on on your lips, you, you know what I'm saying? I ain't finna pass you. You ain't taking a swig of my joint, much less a blunt. You see what I'm saying? We not talking, we talking about dope or whatever. I'm just even talking about, listen, this right here, I ain't, I ain't sharing. If I if I see some if I see some drama going on on your lips, and that's all I have to say about that. Okay, uh, we got to be responsible. That's you know that we just have to be responsible. Okay, um, Michael Orr says here, Mister Pugilist, take this. Don't worry about what it is, but that's how it works. You know, someone who you trust will give you something, right? And they'll say, oh, take it. It's, it's good for you. Take it. You, you have to care enough about yourself and, your, and the accountability that's going to happen when, all, when, the, when the shit hits the fan because it's all on you. It's going to be all upside your head. Right, they they coming after you. They're not gonna come after that person that passed you. They're not coming after that person that you got freaky with. They coming after your ass, right? So you have to be responsible, especially as a, a woman in women's boxing. Now, you know, this 
trust me, this performance enhancement drug conversation will get bigger and bigger because uh, we getting big enough to where receipts are being checked. We not seen, I think there was a young lady in Africa just recently. And I was like, what? They doing it. I mean, the, the, the African broads are doing it now. Right? Because before, you know, we all used to be the European broads. Right? It used to be most the American broads. Oh, and for damn sure it was the Mexican broads. Right? Now y'all coming. Now it's the African broads too. It's out here. And we got to talk about it. Okay. Um, so where was I? Um, the, the CPB or the, the clean boxing program also says each substance is different from any other, which is true. It cannot be compared all cases as one, meaning that it ain't, it ain't such thing as just one dope. It's a whole bunch of different dopes. Okay. And so, um, what they're saying is they're not going to, you, everyone's not going to, to get in trouble for all the same dope. So maybe they're saying if it's a supplement that you took that, you know, scaves the, the, the boundary, it may be considered, you know, you, you may be able to, um, advocate for yourself. You know, I think that's what they're saying. Um, it, they're, they're considering uh, each substance as its effect. Okay, so if you took a substance to cut weight, it may be different from a substance that someone's taking to build size and to be stronger so they can inflict more damage, things like that. Um, there's also saying, they've also said there's nothing more important than the safety and protection of the athlete. That's what they believe. But I mean, if the athlete is going beyond their own greatest good and putting themselves in a position where, you know, they're taking steroids and y'all know the effects of steroids, it affects your heart, Right. So if, if you want to start doing damage to your, your heart for the sake of whatever it is that you're going to get out of this boxing, um, they're saying that there's nothing more important than the athlete's health. So they're, they're looking at the, the whole picture, which is supposed to be about health. Okay. There's also, um, they've also said there's a large group of experts who participate in the analysis process of each case separately. So they got people in labs, okay? I mean, peop people don't look at boxing as an industry, okay? Somebody's getting paid to do this. This ain't, you know, this ain't for free. The only, the only voluntary part of it, it seems, is the people who volunteer to sign up to give their pee. Everybody else got a job. Okay, that's where that's what this is all about. Money, right? And if everyone has a job, and I'm gonna say this because it has to be said, 
everyone has a boss and that boss has a boss and then that's where it gets political right because you don't want to get your boss mad so if your boss tells you something you must heed if your boss tells you to ignore something you must heed okay that's where we are in this okay um now we're going to explore one of the most popular prohibited substances one okay which is clenbuterol if y'all don't know this ask your boy um come on now come on my misfits i said i wasn't going to say no fighter but y'all know y'all know mr cinnamon right because he's known to be on this clenbuterol okay and clenbuterol uh, is an uh is a steroid um it is given for people who have um a respiratory issues or the, the, it's it's for respiratory issues michael orr says connor ben okay connor ben but we talking about mr mexico cinnamon mexico right clenbuterol he's the one that he's the one that that start making that that start putting the the um that one in the spotlight okay i ain't gonna say no names right they if they gonna come for sugar they ain't gonna come for sugar because they said because sugar saying nobody name okay um because i'm loyal to the truth okay and and like i said with with calling the names and stuff you really got to know the truth about that and i'm going to tell you the truth about this performance enhancement drug situation the truth about it is the money don't nobody move unless it's with the money right so i said that to say this Okay, um, uh, the people who, um, the people who are paying for all of these, you know, the money that's moving through the industry or whatever are also the people that pay money for this stuff. And they pay money for their people to be on this stuff. Okay, we just having a conversation. Okay, and it must be said. Uh, Michael Orr says, I'll say all the names. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right, well, you do that, Michael Orr. Say the names, tell me some names. Michael Orr said, Connor Ben Alrete. All right, all right. If you got the names, say the names. About my father's business, says Alvarez. Okay, then. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're smart. Yeah. Okay. And so with um, Michael Orr comes in. S-A-U-L. Saul in capital letters. Oh. Y'all telling Y'all telling? <laughs> yeah. 
All right. And and funny enough, these people have made uh, the most money in the industry. Right? Y'all ain't bringing up people who are on some pennies. Because guess what? The people who are on the pennies and nickel and dime, they can't afford this shit. They can't afford it. This is a whole thing. Okay? So if they taking it, just know somebody paying for it. Okay. Um, Michael Orr said, I said what I said because I said it. <laughs> I like that because when I say what I'm saying, I say what I mean to say, right? I'm on that same road. When it comes out my mouth, I ain't taking it back. I said what I said. And we ain't going to argue. We're not going to argue about it. Okay. We're not arguing about nothing that I'm saying because I said what I said. Now, Michael Orr, you better not take none of this back. Okay. About my father's business, Alvarez, you better not take nothing back. Okay. It's out here. Um, now, listen to this. Listen to this. Clenbuterol is a prohibited substance, of course, okay? Um, now, there are levels, right? They're not saying this can't be found in your system at all. What they're saying is there are levels. You guys give me. I'm back. Sorry, y'all. I'm back. I have some technical difficulties, y'all. My my bad. You know what? Like this is this is sugar au natural. Okay, I'm not none of these pretentious broads that you see on the internet trying to be perfect, trying to be cute. Y'all see, I'm on that no makeup. I need my hair did. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just sugar oh natural. So I I really appreciate you guys being um, with me in my in my authentic self talking about this stuff. I, I really appreciate that. So I had to take some breaks. I almost choked. Got me some water, and now I have some technical difficulties with the blank. I'm back though. I'm back. All right. So we was talking about. Uh, clenbuterol, okay, one of the most popular anabolic performance enhancement drugs, okay, um, and the anabolic effects of uh, clenbuterol is, uh, um, it 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 is um, used in the building up of energy stores and the breaking down of fat storage, so. I hope you understand what the connection is there with how a fighter prepares, okay? A lot of the time, 
a lot of the time, the fight for the fighter is not even getting in the ring. Y'all know, I mean, y'all, Shakir Stevenson just recently lost his um, belts on the scale, right? Where he was able, I mean, the, these fighters have gotten so disrespectful in even, you know, making sure they come prepared on weight because they're, they're divas now. Like back in my day, yo ass, if you had, you make sure you signed the contract at that weight, you better show up at that weight. Now they're willing to lose titles on the scale. That was embarrassing. Right. When I was coming up, you lose your your titles on the scale. You didn't even fight and you lost your titles. That's embarrassing. It's happening now with these with, with these fighters now. And it ain't nothing. It's like he's taking it as nothing. Oh, my people will pay. My people will pay the sanctioning fee. My people will pay for me to get the belts back. So. Right. It's really cheapening the sport. Um, So his name is not Brenda coming up with, you know, this, this topic, you know, doping, but it's where, um, when a fighter prepares the fight sometimes is cutting the weight so you can make the weight for the fight. Okay. Cutting the weight, making sure that you get to that scale at the contracted weight, that's the fight in itself. If you can make the weight, everything after that is is great. Is great, right? They're also where I I've said this before to you guys. You're a different fighter at different weights. So you cut weight. You may not be as strong once you cut down that weight as you as you would at your at your fight weight, at, at your actual fight weight, right? And you have to deal with that. Not being as strong, meaning that if you take damage, you're not, you may not be able to take as much damage as at a lower weight cutting down. You may not be able to recover as fast in between rounds at a look at once you cut weight. Right. You've you've weakened yourself. You you may not be able to think as fast because you cut weight, cutting weight, meaning you cut out the hydration to your brain. So your brain is not even functioning the way it would normally function if you were at your healthy, strongest weight. Right. That's a that's that's something that fighters we knowingly go through okay you got to give us a lot more credit people think fighters are stupid or whatever we have some fighters real fighters have so much courage that they take those chances you got to be you got to be a brave somebody to um to to deny yourself right to see what can to to deplete yourself and still go into a fight right you got to have courage to do that because you're already you're giving up points 
you're giving up you're giving up qualities that you need because you're sure that you can win you're sure that you can you can somehow pull this shit off and a lot of the times we do sometimes we don't um michael orr says i think you look damn fine honey thank you mike you're making me blush on here <laughs> thank you um michael orr also says he physically can't make 130 anymore though okay so that's what i'm saying a fighter physically cannot make that weight sometimes your body most of your body will say no no right because as a fighter remember we're all human i say we're human so as you age muscle mass gets solid bones get solid right it ain't about losing water weight no more you got real you you know, you got real muscle, skin, protein, teeth, bone cysts, all of these things now start to weigh against you when you get on the scale. So when you were a young Sprite guy, you probably could cut down to 130. As you, as a person's body, body ages, they become more solid. Okay. Um, and so these drugs help with that. So this uh, clenbuterol helps a fighter to keep the energy stores, meaning you keep your muscles, you keep whatever your muscles can, you, you keep that storage of energy in your muscles, right? But you can cut the fat. That's why some of these fighters, you'll see them way developed, way developed. One of my I mean, one of my conditioning coaches said, you know what, sugar, I'm on this. You know, anybody that you see, we're not fighting. Any If this broad comes and, and her shoulder caps are sticking out or are developed, she's on the roids. Well, I said, why? He said, because no one uses these shoulder cap muscles. So when they're highly developed and they're popping out, that means the, the steroids is helping that muscle to develop. There's no real natural training or movement that would make that muscle cap off like that. I was like, wow, wow. And I noticed it and I see it in a lot of other things. I, I see it in the fitness competitions and all of that where people are synonymous for taking these, these dope, this dope right? Sugar has trained all her life. People talking about, you know, sugar got Michelle Obama arms or whatever. I don't know what Michelle Obama had done, but I know I've been boxing for over 20 years and I might, the caps of my shoulders ain't never pop out like that. Right? So, I mean, I get it. This clenbuterol now, um, is, is saying that, you know, there's levels. So they're not saying that you can't have any in your system. What they're saying is there's a level of this thing that exceeds the, the um, acceptable amount that should be in uh, an athlete's system, right? So I want y'all to understand uh, that 
they're saying um you could be dirty i you know they there there's an there's a certain amount of dirt though that we'll accept right you can't be you, you can't exceed the standard of of the dirt that we put just to let y'all know because like i said you know this these drugs are expensive right the tomato cans are not the ones um the tomato cans are not the ones who are taking this it's the real it's the high ranked people with the money behind them taking this okay so we're going to keep it moving um um mexico they're saying mexico mexico uh, has a health problem since there's a lot of meat contaminated with this drug okay with this substance um which has led the uh world um agents what's wada again um the 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 world agency the world doping agency okay wada let, let me let me go back th uh, through my notes you guys my apologies um the world anti-doping agency that's what it is so the world anti-doping agency has acknowledged that mexico them people them put this clenbuterol in their meat and so people are eating the meat and secondhand as about my father's business saying are ingesting the meat and are in are getting the benefits of what this drug does when it's ingested in the system okay and so i think you know mr cinnamon out of mexico has said oh it's the steaks i eat steaks quite often that's what you see in my that's what you're seeing in my um in, in my dirty tests no right y'all y'all playing y'all know that it's clenbuterol you know that he's a highly you know he, he's a highly ranked athlete y'all have the money y'all have the situations to make sure all of his stuff is clean right so y'all need to be accountable he needs to be accountable for being dirty right because he's making enough money to be clean all right so um you know even they're saying even the soccer players got this thing in their system out here dope is real okay this dope thing is real and it's in women's boxing it's just that we ain't got the money so the meaning we ain't got the money to make sure everybody's tested okay and so people can be slipping through the people women broads are slipping through the cracks but it's up to you guys right to check the balances is up to you guys to make sure that um you know our receipts add up in women's boxing because you know if this gets out of hand the the industry the whole industry goes down the tubes okay um like i said people can start getting hurt people start can people can start 
um, it, it, it can it can just be really bad for the health and and, and just for the, the the quality of competition in women's boxing if that's what I mean I'm, I'm hoping that y'all are looking at it that way okay um where was I all right so um the the thing about tonight's discussion that I want to have with you guys is you know it's it's not about uh talking about what's not there and the tattletaling of it or anything like that it's just shining a light on you know the the real issues this is a real issue in women's boxing no one's gotten flagged like that or caught like that um because our industry we 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 simply don't have the money to make sure balances are checked on receipts okay but it's out here okay give me one second I'm done. I'm back. Sorry, you guys. This is the last of it, though. I mean, sugar going to pack it up for the night. Thank you, guys. Um, You know what I noticed, too? I mean, we've gotten this far in the show, and I probably, I, I've been told that I need to be better about this. Like, can y'all like these episodes? Like, subscribe, share this sugar. Tell y'all peoples about it. Right. I, I love that y'all come on here and, and you y'all have your com the conversations with me. I love that there's a comfortable environment where everybody will talk they talk. Okay. Um, and there's no judgment, right? We may not agree on everything, but I do respect everybody's input. I really do. We got this big fight coming up now. Okay, um, the mega match, and next week we're gonna talk about it, right? It it's been a long time coming. It was delayed because the queen died, and now she's back. Um, and uh, about my father's business, just said, just hit it. Thank you, thank you for hitting it. <laughs> um, yeah, and and. I want the rest of y'all to hit it too. Hit that like, subscribe, and that share. Okay? And show up on Wednesdays at 7.30 with Sugar. Michael Orr says, nice. We finally get to watch some fight, uh, some fight for their shiny new toy. Like I said before, you know, they had to create a belt for Savannah to, to pay on, to pay a mortgage on. And I'm thinking it might, you know, them doing that, she may have a, she may have a chance to, in, in, in getting that belt. Like I said also before, Clarissa Shields, she's got enough money behind her to pay the mortgage on that belt. But the Savannah Marshall, has she gotten enough um, weight or money behind her to afford that brand new shiny toy, that new belt? 
that they're both fighting for. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what the verdict is for this judgment of the mega match coming up this weekend. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm interested. The excitement of it, you know, people are talking about the amateur fight before. Like, I, I know how this thing goes, you know. So, um, I just want to see two broads who are at a high level go in there and push each other to the limit and give themselves, you know, give each other the respect enough to leave it all in the ring. Okay. But until then, like I said, like, subscribe, share this sugar. Thank you all my misfits for chiming in tonight. So I'm going to do my roll call. All right. I got my Eddie Barrington. Okay, about my father's business, Tony's reviews, okay, Michael Orr, all of my misfits that chimed in. Oh, Trifene Scott, okay, came in and said, good show. Okay, I got you. Thanks for showing up. Um, Michael Orr says, great show. Listen, Mike, you already know I got a little crushy crush on you, so you better listen. You maybe go to sleep tonight and be like, oh do some things to you in my dreams. Hey, 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 hey. We're going to keep it PG, okay? About my father's business. Great show. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you, okay? Like I said, you are general in the game and you always talk it straight. I appreciate that. So, um you guys have a great weekend, and I want everybody showing up next Wednesday at 730 because we got something to talk about in that mega match, okay? All right, so until then, y'all be safe and have a good weekend. Bye-bye.